I don't know. It's, I, I feel like I've always kind of coped, but I don't know. It, it hasn't really hit me because I've, I've 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 been used to him not being there, innit? That's why I feel like I don't like. Um, it's not like a crazy like a crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, like with um, obviously Ben, you lost your dad quite young, but before before you kind of lost him, do you kind of remember? Um, have any like fun? I like, remember his character, like what he was like, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, he was a funny guy, um, very business orientated. Um, so he had a business in in Ghana called um, exclusive exclusive menswear. Okay, so he'd always always fly from the UK to Ghana like, at least once a year just to check on um, the business. So yeah. I, I think I didn't really get as much time to spend with him as I should because obviously he was um, even he was an entrepreneur. So I never really got the opportunity to spend um, quality time. But early on, I did spend some time. And, you know, you learn a lot about your dad when you're with him. Um, as well as your son, and um, uh, yeah, I think when someone else is there, so like your uncle, in a way, um, he's like there to help you as well. Mm. You kind of become more of a father figure in a way than your dad. So I think it's just spending, you know, wishing to spend more time, you know. Um, you know, this character, and he, he was really into his own football. Yeah. He was a United supporter. So, now the tri- so how, how, did you, how did you end up just supporting Chelsea? <laughs> I think I think most most of my family members are United supporters, you know. You, you're, trying, we're just trying to be, you're trying to be rebellious, yeah? Yeah. Break the rules, man. <laughs> uh, man started supporting when Abramovich came in because... That's that's the only the time money. Chelsea people came about, fam. When I mean, the money came, fam. But I swear he's, he's always been there, though, no? He yeah. Was, he was he was before uh, rush. We'll say before Russian money. I swear he's been there for time. Chelsea's been always, there for time, they've always had peace. Who who? Yeah, they've they've always had peace, though. Who who was who was the? No, there, like, sure. Fam. He only came in Chelsea. There was nobody, fam. There were nobody <laughs> before. No. No, but Chelsea's always been a top four team, though, from time. It's, it's not. It's not like C that they C they got the oil no, uh, money. Man. Do you know what I mean? Because you see, we all know C, but they they had from early in it. Yeah, yeah it's mad. But they, they had it from um they had it from. Yeah, was it no from Chelsea was two thousand and three. I swear. Yeah, that's when he must have come in, fam. At least 2000, anyway, 2000 onwards. But prior to that, I didn't know anyone supporting Chelsea. Yeah, no, nah, Chelsea, 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 Man United, Arsenal, and who's the other top? Was Liverpool? Yeah, Liverpool's, yeah, Liverpool's original top, top four, like, and, um, but nothing, but even like, yeah, even with that, it's just it's like even these little memories you have. But even with me, I that's what I'm saying, I don't, there's not a lot that I, re- I, I remember. There's not, yeah. so I think, like, for me, cope, like, me anyway, coping with my dad's loss wasn't so much, it, I think that was kind of easier 
better to my mum in it because my mum is like, bro, you, I, I've been with her for t- since since the beginning. Do you know what I mean? So of course that was always gonna it's always gonna yeah. hit her. And like, but even just like with these things, especially like, because when you when you first go, especially when you're like you go through it firsthand, yeah. Like for example, like with us now, yeah. This is our this is our first experience with grief. Do you know what I mean? So like, so I'm not saying if yeah, exactly. There'll there be a right way to deal with it, but because it's, it's the first, so like, it's it's new to us, isn't it? It's new to us. So you don't know. So yeah, so if anything that's new, there's no right or wrong way how to how to deal with it. You're gonna you're gonna kind of deal with it depending on, on your character, how you, how you are as a person. Like, do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's what I would say. I would say like there's no um the cliche obviously the cliche is um time's the best natural healer. Mm. Um which it is in the sense that I think initially I just think time passes you by anyway. It's like a time skip or a time freeze. You get the news and like, you know, a good few days just go, you taking it in. Mm. Um and then with time, I, I think it, it's not that it gets easier, but I think you come to grips with it. But because life is so busy in itself, it's like you're all. It's like you're in a race with yourself to catch up. So it's like you're trying to manage life. Yeah. When you're trying to manage grief, like yeah. In parallel, so I think sometimes something has to give, and I think naturally we just have to stop. Because life in itself is just busy. And I think that first experience of grief, you know, some people might want to rebel in the chaos and, you know, dance and kind of get caught up in work to kind of keep themselves preoccupied. But sometimes you just need to to stop and just, you know, just take it in really. You know, I just do what feels natural. I don't think there's no right or wrong ways to deal with it. I just think you just need to yeah, that's that's that's. I mean, that, this do point. nothing because I think, for, okay, like I was saying earlier, I think with grief, for me, grief is like me. It's like post. It's like post traumatic grief. If anything, for I feel right now, I don't know if that's because, again, initially I always blame myself for not kind of being there. I don't know if it's me still kind of having that inner battle within myself. But I just feel that because we didn't have that strong relationship, mm-hmm. it makes it harder. I, I don't know if we had a better relationship. I kind of feel that it would be easier just because I knew that everything was on good terms. Although in the end, everything our relationship was on good terms, but it's not like actually living with your mum, you know, knowing that you guys got a solid relationship. Mm. You know that she's ill and then if something happens and which takes her over the line, like I, I would I would imagine that it's easier to deal with just because you've you've got a solid relationship. So yeah. I don't know. I think for me, the better the relationship, the easier the grief. I think so anyway. I think so. That would be See, yeah, just because I think I, I there's no that. stone left unturned I, I always think it's the opposite yeah. I think the better the ratio the harder it is because the, the more the more the more 
um, close you are with someone, the harder it's going to be. Do you know what I mean? Like if it, if it's someone where you, you didn't have much of a relationship with, then would you say is there is there be much? Do you know what I mean? Is there going to be a lot to grieve? Like if because you wasn't, do you know what I mean? Like that's why. Yeah. I, like, that's why I, I, I always kind of say, with me, my mom, grief for my mom is harder because with my dad, I, I'm used to him. I was used to him not being there even when he was alive. Do you know what I mean? So like from like 16 to like yeah. say what when he died 24, um all those years I'm I'm used to him not kind of, I'm used to him not actively being there. Do you know what I mean? So that's why like I feel like it's it's that was easier to deal with. Whereas my mum, yeah. well, like, every everyday life she's there. Like she's literally she's there. Like, we live in the same household. We talk. We communicate. Do you know what I mean? So of course like when that is now disrupted, or even not even disrupted but taken away because of of death, bro, that's gonna like that's gonna hit you differently man do you know what i mean like yeah but how do you think then like let's say so let's say obviously a couple years fast forward you have a kid like you have your first child yeah maybe the ants so obviously mate it might just be the fact that you again for me i think it's all about relationships and Mm. i guess relationships is always my reference point yeah so like if you was to have a kid maybe you know a year two years down the line you might think, oh, you know, I kind of wish my dad was here or I wish that we had time to spend together to kind of use that as a point of reference. And I don't know. And I, and I think that's what, just what it is for me. I just think that, you know, when I stop and I look at my kids, I kind of think, oh, you know, I want you to know about me rather than just, oh, yeah, that's my dad. I want you to know me for me as a person first. So then if anything was to happen, it's like, well, okay, you know, my dad was, you know, he was cool. He was number one. He got on like a house on fire. He did everything he could. Yeah. And I just think that there's that peace within oneself to say that, yeah, okay, you know, he wasn't well, so he's no longer with us. As opposed to, yeah, he weren't always there, but then I don't know, would you question the fact that why weren't he there? Was it something that you didn't do? So I don't know. Maybe my emotions are all over the place in the sense that I can't kind of still put it together. You know, I don't know if it's the fact that he weren't there and I'm thinking the fact that he weren't in my life, is it something to do with us? Is it something to do with him? Is it the fact that he's gone now? And we see, I can't get that time back. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so much emotions in my head, but I'm just attributing that to grief or... Because yeah. I haven't gotten over that, it still lives with me. As in, was that more hypothetical? Is that what you're saying? How you felt with your dad? Yeah, that's how I feel now. Oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that 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 kind of um, it's kind of that's kind of mad still because it's like it's something that obviously. But I think I don't know the ins and but you can't. I feel like you can't definitely blame yourself because that's something that that was out of your control and that you. And that's the thing when you got to realize as well. Even though, like, as a like, as a child, I'm not saying as I mean, I'm, I'm not saying children can't have any accountability. But let's be honest, like, when we're children, we 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 can't be faulted for our parents not being in our lives. And like, my my dad wasn't in there, and that's not my fault. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just how it's just how it was. But of course, that's gonna that's gonna it's gonna it's gonna affect affect it's affecting me now. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing. Sometimes you think you're cool because. Like, be, like, what it is like being in, in a sort of single parent household. I when I say single parent, as in a, in a single parent being the mum, it's normal. It was normal, like it's normalized. 
Yeah. But I don't I don't want to know if it's, it's mad saying that, but I feel like it's not it's not normal. When I say it's not normal, it's like I just feel I'm not saying people who grew up in single parent house they don't turn out alright because they do in it. Like we're, we're we're a product of that in it. Do you know what I mean? But I, I just feel like me personally, I, if I, when when it comes time for me to have family, I want like it to be within a nuclear family. Do you know what I mean? Like on only on the basis that because I, I didn't have that, so. I, like I wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna put my my future child in a situation where I was, and like, why would I wanna do that? I want it to be both. Of course, but of course, obviously, things can happen. I'm not saying that because a, a child grows up in a single uh, parent house that means they're doomed. Of course not. That would be wrong to say that. But I just feel like I know definitely. I've, I've always said this. Like when I when it's my time to have a child, when I do have a child, I'm gonna be hands on, like but hands on. Like just so, just so that, so just so number one, they know they know. Okay, that I was active, and that's not just for my ego. But that's for they just know. Okay, no, my my dad was in my. I knew my dad was in my. Because when they grow up, it gives them some some sort of like, um, not peace, but at least they. It's good for them to know that you know my dad was active in my life, and they knew him knew me as well. Because because again, like it's all about when we're longer here. Our children, children, and children. They have, they know, they know of us. They know of memories. Oh, my dad was like this. He liked this. I can't even say that because I, I don't. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I didn't like. I won't say I didn't know my dad, but I don't really like. I, I don't. I can't really say like oh, what he was like or what he liked and all this kind of. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. I can't, Trust I can't, me. I can't really say that. I, I was only a small, a small, like a small bit. I remember, like. Yeah, that's what. That's what I'm saying because I'm thinking um again, like you know, there's all these cliches that just come to me, like you know, absence make the the heart go fund them and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I think the fact that he's gone and he's no longer here, and mm. naturally just think about him more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's, I just get caught up in my feelings sometimes when I just think like, because obviously I'm a dad now, isn't it? There's a it's, my kids are a constant are a constant reminder. Of what I haven't got. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, throughout the whole day, whether it's hectic or anything, like, like if I just take a step back and I just look, and like I just take everything in what I've got, it's a yeah. reminder of what I haven't got as well. Yep. And and yeah. it's a reminder of what they haven't got because it, it's a loss for me in the sense that yes, my dad, but it's a loss for them because they haven't even met their granddad. Yeah, that's that's hard. That's hard. I'm not gonna lie. I, like, I think it's the reality of it. Is like, it's that's the that's that's the, the sad reality. They're never gonna meet. I think, and if correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, I think what it is maybe with you is like, not that I'm not trying to psychoanalyze, but it seems like, of course, you're you're grieving because he's not here, but it's also like, also grieving the. That I just I believe that you didn't really know much of it. So you can't. So there's nothing you can even tell. I'm not saying you can't tell him anything, but it's like there's not much you can tell them about him because you don't know much about him. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like, mad. If that was the case, at least okay, cool. Like I won't make up for anything, but okay, at least you get your granddad was like this. Or what? What was granddad like? What was like? And it's the same with me. And so obviously, I don't. I don't have. I don't have kids yet, but that's probably like I, I don't even know what I can even tell them. But my mom now. Brother, I, I, like, do you know what I mean? They will, they will know, like, what she was like, because I, I can have, I, I know, do you know what I mean? I know what she, she yeah. was, but, but it's like, but then the question is, like, how, okay, like, 
given that that's your 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 situation now, but how how are you now gonna sort of like keep despite obviously having limited information about him, how are you now gonna sort of keep um I would say like his his name alive for your kids like? Uh, you know, that's what I say. At the moment, at the moment, I'm just um trying to take in everything. So I'm just trying to relive my past, <clears throat> and obviously, my experience with my dad weren't always great. That's the the crazy thing. Mm. Like um, like I tell <clears throat> like my dad, for example, he had a drinking problem. Yeah. Um. And then even that, sometimes I think, ah. Oh, now, now that he's gone and now that I'm older, I, like I kind of think about it. So I think, okay, so I feel okay. So my dad had a drinking problem almost to the point where basically I would have, I basically would say, yeah, he's an alcoholic mm. in the sense that like one time I remember he tried to come and get me and my brother <clears throat> and um, my man was just drunk for him. He weren't in no physical state to actually look after us. <clears throat> and at that time, my brother was there, my older brother. And he was like, what are you doing? Are you rolling up to the house and you're off your, you're off your rockers? Like, mm. and, it was, and he was still trying to like force his way in. And my, my, my big brother was just like, no, just, you, you take the little brother and just go in the bedroom. And we kind of locked ourselves in the room. And he's like, yeah. no, you ain't taking my brothers. So... And that was kind of like repeated, not that particular event, but references of the fact that he wasn't always in a sober state of mind. Yeah. So then you're growing up. And obviously, I know naturally that kind of was like raw. This is why maybe you're not in my life, innit? But then I thought, hold on a minute. I'm thinking, well, maybe if I flip the coin on his head, maybe it's the fact that how would I feel, for example, if I lost paternity of my kids? So I've got two kids that aren't allowed to stay with me. I can maybe only see them on the weekend or whatever. Yeah. And that's my reason for living. It's been mm. taken away from me. How do I deal with that? So I, I don't know if him depending on alcohol was a result of the fact that he has no longer got anything keeping him going. So, so yeah. So now, like in my head, I'm thinking, oh, so you know, is that what it was? That what it is? So now I'm, I'm kind of going through my childhood. Yeah. And if anything, I'm just gonna have to now have a one-on-one with my mum. And mm. so now we're just gonna have to have that conversation whilst we can or whilst I can. But like, you know, what's the story? What's happened? You know, how did it get to where it got to? Because all of this all of these thoughts and like memories in my head, they're not necessarily positive. And although, yeah, okay, yeah, he was like a, he's basically an alcoholic to some point. I still enjoyed being with him. And then when we was with him, you know, we still had fun. Mm. But then again, all it takes is like one drink, isn't it? So it was always in the balance, but I never really held it against him. And I don't hold it against him now. Because, again, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if it was because he lost what meant most to him. But, again, that's still no excuse because, you know, you fight. You don't result in going down that route. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But then it gets worse because 
when he was in that state, he would his friends would encourage him because that's what they would do. And then they would take advantage of him when he mm. was in that state by, you know, either taking money from him or whatever. So I don't know. That's why again I always bring it full circle to me because I think, okay, why didn't I do more to be more active in his life? Although I was still younger, but I don't know. I, I think there's just some issues yeah. that I've got but with you, that whole childhood. And now the fact the fact that he's gone, I'm finding it hard to deal with because I have no one to talk to. As in I haven't got him to talk to about it. Yeah. It's it's deep everything you said, yeah. But at the same time, if when you think of it, and again, I'm not saying that people shouldn't be accountable, but when you gotta think of it as a child, yeah, bro, it's not your fault. Like you're you're yeah, the child. No. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's it's up to it's the onus is on the parents to look after the child. So it's not it's not your fault if you can't like your dad should be wanting to see you in it. Yeah. Like if anything, yeah, exactly. You know, like, all that kind of stuff, like. So again, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not insinuating that there was some sort of like, oh, your, your mum wasn't allowing him or whatnot. You see, when it comes to the grief, yeah, whether it's good or bad, like, what ways did you kind of cope with it? Um, I think, I think just being in a safe environment mm. was key for me. Just being somewhere I could just be myself. Like n- not having to front, not having to put on a brave face, just being in a safe place, both physically and mentally, and that's just being at home. You know, being at home was just the the best place for me mm. because I was allowed to be me. I was allowed to cry. Do you know what I mean? I was allowed to just be in bed all day. I was allowed to not shower or mm. brush my teeth or whatever, like whatever I couldn't do in public. You know what I mean? I could, it, I was just, I was just able to be a hundred percent myself. And I think when you've got that allowance, you can deal with the main fight, which is the mental, yeah. um, and then again, yeah, I think just being at home as well is just that reminder that you still have family around you. So although I'm kind of spaced out, I'm aware that I still got a lot to look to. So I think, um, yeah, I think that was the, the first coping mechanism for me anyway, was just being at home or being in spaces that I was able to be myself without feeling judged or feeling like, you know, I had to be doing better than I was doing, you know, and listening to people's two cents that knew nothing, not, know nothing about anything. You know, people want to tell you, oh, things are going to get easier, but you don't know you haven't lost anyone. So it's irrelevant. Shut up sort of thing. So I just think I just want to be by myself, be around family and friends who I could just be a hundred. Just keep yeah. it a hundred. You know what I mean? No judgment. So I think, yeah, that's the best, that's the best space. That's the best place to, to cope. And then obviously time helps. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it for me, actually. Just, just being in that safe space. 
Yeah, that's 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 definitely key though. And I think with coping, um I get like that because sometimes when I think of when I think of coping, sometimes I'm like when you think of coping mechanisms, you always think it's something negative sometimes. Like but sometimes it can be ways it can just be having a support system that that's the still a good way to cope in it. But obviously but but whenever there's there's a, something as tragic as a loss, sometimes you might have the bad ways of coping. And then maybe later on, as you as you lay on, you know, delve into your journey with, with that grief, dealing with the grief, you might develop more positive ways of coping. So, it's, uh, I I would say for me, was it? I I had any bad. I think I probably had bad, but not extremely. I would say I don't. I'm not extremely bad, but um, I'm not sure. But I'll I'll, I'll did I have bad ways? Not too sure, but um, uh, but yeah, I'll 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 have a think. But um, but Ben, what what would you, what about you? What would you say? Like, I mean, because obviously you like you again like, as well. You've like I me, mean, you lost both friends, but I'm not sure the ways you, if the ways you've coped with it. Uh, so so I'm saying I'm not sure if the way you ways you coped with your dad's loss was the same with the way you coped with your mum's loss. But um, like, how would you say you coped with um the losses of your like parents? Mm. It was pretty hard, you know, at a young age. So I probably didn't even reach 28 years old. So it happened before I turned 20. So um, my way of coping with grief was um, probably this acting out of character. So I wasn't myself, even though um, my family around know me better more than probably anyone else does. Um, I never knew how to ask for help or to um, articulate myself in a way with how I felt during um, grief. So, yeah, I didn't know how to ask for help. Um, it also felt like I, I wasn't loved enough by, by um, certain family members that I haven't really, some of them I haven't really spoken to for probably the last like five years of um, complicated um, issues so it kind of digs a bit of a grave uh, with um, just trying to move on from from, from grief um, so I didn't know what to do in that process so my way of coping was probably um, also comparing my life with, with, with other people, so that would probably be through like Instagram, Twitter, or, or Snapchat, because um, they had parents and I didn't, so you know I didn't know what it what it was like to be loved. You know, um, it feels like when you when you go through grief, it feels like um, are you loved enough by the people around you? Because when things like that happen, you realise. Your um, true friends are if, they, if they're there for you, or they're there for you, or maybe they don't know um, what to say to someone that's just lost a parent because they, they both have parents, so they're not going to know what to say in that in that moment of um, of, um, of losing someone. So I think it's just. Um, it's, I think something that also took it away from it was that it's important to 
talk to your loved ones that are, that are close to you. Uh, I've spoken with um, uh, the grief because obviously I think we need to ask more often, like people that go through it, or what they're coping. Um, even if it's three years or five years, because obviously you don't know what they're going to feel like then. They might feel um, worse later than, than before, but I think it happens at different time periods. So I think it's important to just talk to close people and then keep things in your head. So I think the more you keep things in your head, the more um, you into lash out and you get out of out of character for no reason so yeah it's just important to talk to someone that's um, close and try not to um, overwhelm yourself with, with, with other um, activities because obviously I, was, I had probably like um, chronic stress or something so I would, I would work work and work certain amount of hours in order to like forget certain issues so that was my way of um, trauma and I saw, I saw something on Instagram that updated um, the Reedman room um, um, called Suma so I think she posted something about how um, people that go through grief are on constant um, survival mode that they're, that they're trying to get through life even though it's difficult, obviously, for other people. It's, it's fine for them because obviously they already have that support. They, they, they already have that mom and dad that's there. And people that are grieving, they're, 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 they're always on constant um, survival mode, pilot mode. They're just trying to get through life, but they don't know how um, they're going to get through it at the end. So, yeah. Yeah, hey, yes, no, that sounds, that was kind of emotional still, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. And then, obviously, you know what, as well, I realised, I think, obviously, yeah, people talk about coping, but I think sometimes to cope is not cope. You know, mm. coping sometimes is just not coping, it's just kind of just, you know, going with the flow almost. It's like, you know, when people say now, um, you know, I'm not okay, you know, and it's okay. I just think sometimes it's just kind of admitting that you're hurt and obviously you don't know what you're doing. You don't know if you, when you're going to feel better, but you're kind of just rolling with the punches, you know, you're taking each day as it comes. I think sometimes you just got to, let life happen, you know, and it kind of, you know, the waters kind of get separated, you know, you, you kind of separate the mud from the water almost. Like, like you almost as if you just let yourself coast in it. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's just the best way because, you know, if you kind of dawdle too much in it, I guess you could just end up drowning. Which is the hardest thing I think is when you so although I say like having that safe space where I could be myself, I do think that at the same time, and it, it's kind of contradictory, but I feel like you can almost get lost in that place mm. as well because you know it's not good being 
in your own head 24 7 you you do need to just kind of let life kind of happen um because that's the only way you can kind of get out of it it's it's interesting because I, I feel like my ones my where where I, where I coped, well when I say well, I coped more so with my mum's death, I feel like it was. It's weird. I, I I don't know if it, if I can classify it as coping, but I think the, my way of I, I coped here was like, kind of like just thinking right, okay, I'll be I'll be in a better place once I get to this next place, if that makes sense. So that's for 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 a bit of easier. So like at the time, obviously. My girlfriend at the time I was like, yeah, okay, I'll be cool. My grief will be cool once we just settle down. I'm gonna get my work and stuff. So I kind of just ran with that idea, and 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 said, okay, I'm cool. My, my, I'm, I'll be cool when I get there. But the thing is, the the problem with that was like a false sense of security because it's like, regardless, I can't, I can't, I can't like no one can't uh, sort of get rid of my grief, and that, that's kind of like. Well, I can't get rid of it anyway, but that's kind of my job to kind of deal with it. I can't, I can't now put my my um, grief in someone else's hand to, to to sort out for me. Do you know what I mean? So I think so. My yeah. way, of, my way of coping was like, you know what, my mum's gone, but at least I've still got my I've still got a girl, and I, at least I know one day I know we're gonna get married. So when we get married, we'll be cool. Like, I'll be I'll be better again. But then that wasn't obviously now looking back now. Like that wasn't the right way to, because it's like, oh, that's not the right way to do it. Like I can't. She's not responsible. Like, at the time, she wasn't responsible. For, oh yeah, don't worry. Of course, she was supportive. Don't get me wrong. But for me to think that, to kind of put that sort of um, not even pressure, because it wasn't a thing where like I told her that specifically. But it's just what what I had the mentality I had in it. Like do you know what I mean. So, I, so it might have come out in other ways. Do you know what I mean? It might it might have resulted itself in other ways. But I think having that like, thinking that wasn't right because it's like what essentially doing is like I'm not dealing with the grief and I'm, yeah. I'm coping with it in my own way whether that way that way, that way may not be right I'm coping with it but the thing is in the long run all it is is just, is just like prevent all it is all I'm doing is just like keep uh, burying the real issues so keep burying the grief rather than dealing with it do you know what I'm trying to say yeah exactly because you're pinning uh, like you're, is, I've got to deal with it yeah under the sun Say that again. So you put your head under the sun, pretty much. And and I'm gonna lie. Obviously, like like I'm cool now, but I, and I think obviously like when when we then I think that's I would say at the time that's where I took the breakup kind of mad because I was like okay, it, I kind of I kind of started grieving the life that I wanted with that with her in it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like so it's like a quarter four. The silver line of this always like, okay. You know what? Like I've lost my parents, but at least I know I've I've got a thirty one. At least I know, like, one day we're gonna be married, and all, all that kind of grief stuff will be kind of. But that's not, nah, man. That's, that's that's not how it works. And and the thing is, like, one thing I realized with, with grief, obviously, we won't go into too much deal. There's probably be another episode. But one thing I realized with grief, as much as you're grieving, you gotta take accountability. Like, you can't sort of rely on others too much to the point where it's like, it's it's not healthy. It's a bit toxic. Do you know what I mean? Like. As well, support is good. Having a support system is good, but relying on them to kind of um, to do things that you should be doing in terms of in your journey is not is not like right. You know, so I don't, I don't know if you guys kind of got me where understood what I meant with the whole like I that I used that was my coping mechanism. I don't know if that made sense. 
Yeah, because yeah, the way the way I kind of it's like you was kind of like pinning or was attaching your grief almost like milestones. So then naturally, you know, whenever you didn't achieve anything or whenever something didn't happen the way you kind of envisaged it, it was always gonna come tumbling down back on you even harder just because Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Not only that's, are you having to cope with yeah. the grief. Because cause essentially, like, me, me saying, like, I'm, I'm going to get married one day to this person, that was me attaching to that milestone. Or I'm going to, when I get a house, but it's like, all oh, that doesn't matter. Like, I can, I can get, don't get me wrong, at some point, I'll, I probably will get all that, but it, 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 it means nothing. Yeah, it's a good thing. If I'm still burying the grief, you know what I'm trying to say? So, that, so that's, when I, that's when I didn't realise, like, it's even when we spoke about, um, well, in, in one of our previous episodes, when we spoke about destination addiction, like, if you keep chasing the destination, you never be content. I'm not saying be complacent, but be content. You never be content. You always think, oh, you know what? Uh, something always better. Something better. And then you're just always chasing. So like, so like, back to the coping and the grief now. Like at the time, I was like, okay, cool. You know what? I'll be cool, man. I know I lost my mum, but it's all good. Like once, once I get, once I get married, or once I get a yard, or once I get whatever, yeah, I'll be everything's sweet. Like, can't. But then, that's not how it works, and and that's the thing sometimes, man, because. You know, when you're grieving, you, you want you want to feel you want to feel. Um, okay, I don't understand because I haven't I haven't like I don't abuse drugs yet, but it's almost like some some I, I imagine someone like using drugs to cope with a pain. It's like they don't they not dealing with properly, but that that's the easiest way to deal with it. That's the easy way. Yeah. To do it. That's, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's a bit like that in a sense where like you know what? It's like I'm suppressing, not, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not really coping. I'm not really coping with it. I think I am, but I'm not really coping with it. It's a it's a false sense of coping, like you know, like it, you know I mean, it's not it's not real. But what I'm yeah. really doing is just is just um delaying. They never like kind of like delaying how I should be coping with. It. I don't know if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Obviously now I've realised that, and it's sometimes it's sometimes it's hard. You don't you don't always want to face the truth in it. You don't always want to mm-hmm. kind of like. But listen, you got to understand. Yeah, that's you. You have to kind of get to a place where you got to be alone with your thoughts and say, right, how am I going to deal with this? Like I'm not gonna sort of then rely on that person in an unhealthy way to help me with it. You gotta deal with it. I still have the support system, but you gotta be at a point where you know what I need to do. And it, and it's it, I mean it's hard sometimes when you gotta like be be at one of your thoughts and think to yourself and be and be honest with yourself. Don't because you you can't bullshit yourself. You can pretend to everyone else, but you when you gotta be by yourself and say you know what, right, I'm not really dealing with this. You know, uh, I'm not really like. It's hard. It almost feels like uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? Yeah. But if I had not done that, well, it would be mentally. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I got. I got a question for you too. Yeah. Um. So I think with grief, do you think grief uh, is kind of led to like um, self sabotage or like self denial? So, so what I mean by self sabotage, like you you would intentionally do things wrong because you kind of knew that it was going to be wrong anyway, but you still kind of done it because you felt sorry for it. So, wow, well, um, it's a good one. It's a bit wild, you know. No, I think for me, no, I don't think I've ever done anything. Well, I say I don't think I don't really know. Sometimes I just do things even though I know it's wrong. 
So I couldn't even tell you, but I don't think, I don't think I've, no, I'm lying. I just flopped to uni for that year, knowing that I should, I should have went. But at that time, I just couldn't cope with everything going on. So although, you know, I could have used uni almost as a distraction and kind of bury my head in the books and stuff, I chose to just flank it that year and just kind of just retake it just because I, I weren't really in the right state of mind to, you know, having to do programming or thinking about anything that I weren't even too sure what I to do anyway. So I think, if anything, I would think that is the only self-sabotage, is not allowing myself to finish what I had started to the ability that I could have. Yeah. That would be it for me, actually. I think I did as well. And I think what's crazy here, and I'll explain it backwards, What's crazy, I feel like I'm, I'm now on job now than I was before. So when it, so like before, I think I was using my grief as a way to just, okay, you know what, I'm grieving, so I, don't, I ain't got to do this, I ain't got to do that. So when I mean by that, it's like I wasn't like ambitious. I wasn't reaching a plan, okay, cool, I want to like start a podcast, or I want to like get this show, that job. I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just, I was comfortable in my in in where I was, but I knew that I can do I can do better. I know I know I knew that I was better than where I was currently at, but because and this and this is what I'm saying back to what I'm saying with, with the missus at my girlfriend at the time, I was like, okay, cool. I'm I, I knew that I could have been been a bit more driven and a bit more ambitious, but but it's like I just used grief as a way to kind of like uh, cocoon myself and self sabotage in it. So I could probably would have maybe done a lot more than I should have done. In, in yeah. that year, um, but because I, I was like, you know, I'm grieving, and I've got, I've got, I've got my girlfriend, so I'm cool, so I can just chill. Do you, do you yeah. know what I'm like, whereas now I'm like, like, listen, there's no like, like I'm like, go for it. So if so, anything like, even with like, we start this podcast, it was just like, bro, let's just go for it. Me and Ben, we brainstorm, we just sat down, bam, let's do it. Like, so what I'm trying to say is have, having that kind of same drive. I have now. I now have the drive that I should have had, like two years ago. But because I was like, oh yeah, I'm grieving, so I use that as an excuse to, to not to not be driven. Do you know what I'm gonna say? So like now, where like I'm at a place where like you know what? Yes, I'm still grieving, but the grief is not will not. It's not gonna be a hindrance. If anything, the grief is gonna is gonna help me rather than um, rather than it 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 kind of like sabotage me. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So I think that was that was my thing and. But like, like if anything, like we live and learn in it, do you know what I mean? Of course, like if it, I think I've definitely been in a better position if I didn't let that kind of like you know happen. But that's but that's it's all learning, isn't it? It's all learning. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So um, yeah, like but um, yeah. What 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 about you, Ben? Um, so I'd probably if I knew I had an exam for example, in school. So obviously, um, I know that I, I was meant to pass it, but, in, but intentionally, I wouldn't revise anything. So I, I would probably not revise to like the last minute of like um, the, the exam day. And I kind of knew 
that I was going to flop it because I didn't take it seriously. And it obviously kind of showed in other parts of um, other areas of my life. So you would see it physically, physically, you, you would see it um, manifest because you kind of knew that there, there was something wrong with me in, inside. So, um, so that's what kind of happens if you don't open up about how you feel or if you ask or if you want to ask for help. Um, yeah, in that essence. Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's I, that, I think that was that was a really good question because even when, when I just deeped it, it's like yo, like sometimes yeah, like you can be your own worst enemy, like without even realizing, like you know, yes. when, when you're so engulfed and oh, you know, I'm grieving, I'm grieving, like you don't even realize that, yeah, you're grieving, but trust me, you can. That's like you know, we're gonna have to have another episode about this. That's why, like, I feel like this is maybe off topic, but that's why, like, sometimes as well, yeah. Like, don't use, basically, don't use your grief to self-sabotage your own, like, your own future, in it. Do you know what I mean? But it's saying that don't also use it to kind of to just be an idiot. Like, oh, so, like, what I mean by that is, like, let's just say now, like, you know, you're now acting out to, to, to certain people, you're behaving to certain people, but you say, oh, I'm grieving, just allow me. Like, there's only so long you can say that, like, yeah. like, like I, I, I can't, I can't, um, Oh, this is maybe I don't know if this is a good example, but I can't go to like uh, I don't know, like say like I go and slap one of my boys in the face. Yeah, I'm acting out because I'm breathing. He's still gonna slap me back. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I need to hold on back. Jump on say. So what I'm trying to say is like, don't kind of just use that, you know, that same leaf as a way to like as a don't weaponize it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. To kind of like you know for bad behavior or to kind of like manipulate friends in it do you know what i'm trying to say so i think that yeah that's that's definitely one key thing that's like don't don't let the grief kind of like yeah be your downfall man as, as mad as it is to say like do you know what i'm saying like because i don't even mean to be insensitive by saying because i know like grief is, is it, um in fact everyone differently and I'm, I'm not i'm not kind of dismissing that or, or not or being uh not acknowledging that but it's like I just mean in the context of what we're talking, what we've been talking about in terms of like, don't let it be a downfall in terms of like, for example, with the, with the exam you mentioned, with uni you mentioned, like, if you could go back, you're like, oh, cool, I'm, I'm going to finish this uni degree, boom, even though it's hard right now, I'm going to finish, because I know like, because think about because you know like, once you finish it, and even though it was through a hard time, but you, you, you'll thank yourself for it, same with your exam, same with me, even if, if, I, if I was on job from when I should have been, even though it was hard, because I feel like, um, you like your your hardest moments often produce your best work. I, I, that's it. and I can you can relate to any sort of jump you know and say like we've seen that a lot. Like obviously like it's it's hard in it, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think he's I think his battery might have died. But obviously it's hard, yeah. But sometimes you know what? If you firm it through, you thank yourself for it. Like jump you know and say because sometimes it's hard to kind of like see the light or to be to that's that's my motivation motivation here is bruv i just feel like with anything forget about motivation just forget motivation only motivation is only is it's nice but it's, it's not it, motivation shouldn't be your best friend in it because with motivation it goes 
but consistency, regardless of how you're feeling, I'm telling you, that's, bro, I'm telling you, that's, that's the real thing that we get used. But of course, like, again, we're human, innit? We were grieving, and, you know, like, at the time, you, you know, you're, you're going through the emotions, but at least, again, like, maybe, like, we're at a place now where we know we can be better, um, what do you call it, like, we know better now, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And you know what's mad as well? Yeah, what I realise is that as much as I'm dealing with like my whatever it's well I say grief anyway but as much as I'm still kind of dealing with the whole issue with my dad and whatnot yeah it it, it almost like it's almost fueling me moving forward because yeah. it's making me want to be better yeah in the sense that like although he's not here and I can't get any acknowledgement from him like in the back of my mind it's always like yeah sometimes I feel like I do things not in the hope but knowing that he would be proud yeah you know what I mean so now it's just more trying to kind of fulfill fulfill something you know for for the namesake and just knowing that yeah He's on my side so now. Where grief is more for the positive, it's more for the good. So it's helping me become a better father. It's helping me, you know, just kind of clearing my conscience and being able to start a podcast. And mm. so now, you know, where it was kind of like a detriment and it was just didn't allow me to be in a good space. Now grief's kind of flipped on its head to allowing me to push for better things. So mm. grief definitely does, it definitely does pass. And I think, you know, sometimes you, there's certain aspects of grief that you can use to kind of feel, um, you know, any endeavours that you have. Um, because that's, you know, you, you know, your parents, they only want the best for you. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and I don't think that, you know, their their passing. I don't think any parents would want their passing to kind of hinder you. Yeah. So, as much as it hurts, I guess you kind of got to take take what you can from it to kind of put you in a good space and do what you need to do for them as well. Mm. So, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. Trust me, trust me. It's just, it's a tough thing, man. It's a tough, pro, tough jet. Like it's a. The journey has been tough in it, but like sometimes it's beautiful when you get to a place where you know what now, nah, like I'm like almost I'm almost unstoppable now. Like of course this and life is life. There're gonna be other things we're gonna have to go through, but you see when you get you when you like when you've just been through like pain, hardship. Sometimes it it builds it it kind of like it builds something in you, man. Like it just gives you this like rough like okay, I've been through madness, so I know like. But I can just, I'm in a, I'm in a different, I, I, my outlook is different. Like my drive is different. Everything is just different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the things that you think are a big deal are not even that big of a deal. Like because you've been through, you know what I'm saying? You, you've been through worse and, you, and you're still here. You still come out on top. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's, 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 grief is a beautiful and, and ugly thing at the same time, man. Yeah, trust and, me. You know? Like, but 
But every time, every time I'm on Zoom, I don't even do introductions. But for those of you listening, we've got Marlon back on this episode. If you've been listening from the jump, it was on episode eight. Uh, we've got him back to this, for this discussion. Um, so I hope you've like, been enjoying so far. But um, so yeah, before man. you round up, man, just what, like, just like one thing, whether it's one word or one sentence, yeah. Um, and this is this is for basically for both of you guys. What what would you say to those listening? And what well, any was anyone kind of like dealing with grief, but not coping with it well? Like what what would you kind of say to them? Just it could be one word or even just one sentence. Go to Ben. So probably um, I would say um, take your time, don't rush over the process because it's a long um, uh, process that lasts um, a lifetime. So talk to people that are close to you about uh, how you feel and just take time. Yeah, and I think for me, I kind of stumbled across it just, you know, whilst we were talking, but it was just, um, yeah, sometimes coping is not coping in the sense that sometimes don't... pressure on yourself or don't let anything cope sometimes coping is not coping sometimes coping is just going through the motion you know things will get better as and when you know it's going to be tough yeah it's going to be hard and it could stay hard but you know everything has to pass you know at some point everything has to pass and just just kind of keep yourself in those positive relationships mm. um, and think of those positive times when he was with that particular person. Yeah, because um, I do think that even though like I went through it, I guess the only thing that kept me going as well was just thinking of those odd good times. Do you know what I mean? And, because those are what you cherish in the end, isn't it? You cherish the, the good things. So, yeah, sometimes coping is not coping and just, you know, enjoy your, your flourishing relationships. Because life is about relationships at the end of the day, you know, just, you know, work on them and make them as, make them blossom. And I think you, you'll be all right. Mm. That's, that's, some, that's some good, good, um, Pointers from you guys, man. I think if I if I could say one maybe one word in one sentence is that like don't feel ashamed if you're not coping well, like or if you if you feel like the way you're coping is your is your way of coping, but it might be the right way. I'm not I'm not I'm not like encouraging people to just go and cope, but sometimes like like I said, like, we're humans, and the way we cope with things might not be right, but that's that's for us at the time. That's what feels right. But if you feel like, if you feel like you're struggling. No, uh, let me take that back. So what it is, if you feel like you're coping, you know, the way you're coping, you know it's not right, but you maybe you're ashamed to open up about someone about how you're coping. Don't be just find someone that you can trust and you can trust like wholeheartedly, and say, listen, I'm not even like I know I'm coping. I know it might be the right way, but this I'm coping. Like, 
that like reach out to them because sometimes like I think for, especially for us guys it's sometimes it's shame Every, everything is shame and pride let's let's be honest like if there was no shame pride no ego a lot of us would be you know what I'm saying we'll, we'll it won't be so hard to kind of like ask for help you know what I'm trying to say yeah. so I think especially with grief sometimes like especially as guys you know like pride comes in the way like our masculinity comes in the way sometimes you just gotta just find it like I said like, we, like Ben said this all the time like it's not we've, we've said it more times it's not necessarily open up it's who you open up to so if that's the case find someone you can trust or heart and say look right now like I'm going through a lot I'm not because they won't and, and if that person is 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 generally has your best interest they, they won't they won't make you feel any way like no matter how is your coping do you know what I mean like, so there's no so it's, it's it's hard man but trust me when you got support along the way like people who generally care for you man like you'd be good do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just that. But on that note, um, listen. I know. I know you got things coming up. So like, like plug, plug yourself, bro. Like, let them know what you got coming up, guys. Always yeah. work. Always creating, man. Trust me. Obviously, I got the, got the podcast coming soon. That's a thousand yawns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, I got a few, a few things in the pipeline. But obviously, now just make sure you guys. You lock in. Because you know what I was going to say as well? I think the last time I was on and I spoke, that's probably the first time I even kind of spoke about... You was our our first guest still. Yeah, that's the kind of the first time I spoke about grief in general. Yeah. Um, I don't even think I really spoke about it to anyone, Mm. even whilst I was going through it. And I think, yeah... That was when, like, I kind of, tr- I kind of treated it like, once it's out, it's out. Whoever hears it, hears it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. m- that's my truth. That's my reality. And it was just even that. Just coming on the, the first podcast was a relief in itself. That I've said my piece and I've made my peace with what I've said. Whatever happens, happens, sort of thing. And yeah, since then, it's allowed me to kind of grow in confidence and just to be honest with myself and I think again yeah I think that's one of the best things you can do just be honest with yourself be trust honest with me, your feelings bro. and just lay it out trust me just lay it out like um definitely but obviously obviously I, 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 will, I will I can put on it obviously I know you're still you're still in the works in it um but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the the IG handle in the in the um in the episode notes, like, so guys, he's got a podcast coming out about fatherhood. I'm not sure if you're going to touch on grief in it, but like, for yeah, any, I probably will actually. That's the first episode, still, it will be. Um, so for any, yeah, any basically person, what we touched on. Um, if you're a father, a young, well, not if you're a young father, if you're a father in general, whatever, like, that's definitely one of the you want to plug into, listen to, um, real insight, father from his own experience. Um, you know, we'll definitely be listening and tuning in and stuff, but. Uh, like I was, this this won't be the last time you be on. Trust me, like I'm gonna get you on. Yeah, uh, man, trust me. Karen, um, but for guys like follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, but ma- mainly Apple because most most of our most of our listeners are on Apple. Yeah, so I, I'm trying to really plug. I'm trying to want us to really plug that. So just like rate, review, subscribe, because um, what it is, the more the more ratings, the more it basically increases our visibility in it. So. Guys, a rate review, not begging, but just asking, repeating, <laughs> it, like, you know what I'm saying, rate review. Do the thing. Let me spread the awareness, man. Um, you know, but lads, it's been, it's been a good talk, I'm not going to lie, man. A lot of stuff, like, um, 
And we always always encourage good conversation here and just a safe space, man. That's what it's about, bro. Safe space it's for about, man, man. to just chat and with, with freely, man, with, with no guilt whatsoever. That's that's what that's always the aim of um with this platform, man. But brother, it's been it's been a pleasure, man, having you on, man. Um but I think that's gotta be about it. I mean, we can talk forever, but yeah, trust yeah. <laughs> me. It's what it is. Got, got to be keep within time and all that. But lads, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah.